Hey yo, we about to tear it up. Yo, break for break, break for break, get drunk. This right here is how we do it. Break it down. It's the Breaking Actuals podcast. We break things down to the very last compound. My name is Sumit, aka the Potty Mouth of the South. And my name is Chris Mitchell, aka the Actual Factual. How you doing, man? I'm well, bro. How are you? Hip-hop 50 and that. Come on. Hip-hop 50 and that. 50 and that. The UK were trash in that. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I've, look, I've, I, look I've, I have some things to say. I know we have a special guest and I don't want to keep him too long. But I just want to say, looking as an outsider, I want to I, I want to absorb this as a fan. Hip-Hop 50 in the UK was trash. Um, the stuff that we did around Hip-Hop 50 was trash. Uh, you, all should be be a, you all should be ashamed of yourselves. Your mamas, the Shaolin Temple, you offended everybody. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Sumit Sharma, and he was the person just speaking. <laughs> I'm here. I want no parts of this smoke. But yeah, you could have done better, man. No, they were trash. It was trash. It was trash. Come on, man. This this is why we need things where, not curators, but people of the culture within it to understand how to take it. That doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be you. But it has to be people of the culture to understand it. Not just scratch the surface. Not, nah, nah. But I just want to let that be known. I think it was trash. I understand. Um, but that's okay. And that's I co-sign. Okay. And I don't at the same time. I understand. You've got to, you, I you don't want to offend, offend my um, political, my political connects. Yeah, you, yes. Yes. But look, we have a, we have a special guest. Um, and someone that we admire from afar, we're very glad to have him on the show today. And and I guess it's someone who, he's a king in his own right, he's very progressive, um, operates in different worlds because he's that talented. Um, a lot of people can operate in one world because that's where their talent can take them, but this person can operate in different worlds, be himself at the same time, maintain authenticity, as well as push the culture forward. And that's something we like here at Breaking Atoms. And of course, we're talking to none other than Franklin Botang, a.k.a the king of trainers how you doing thank you so much man i appreciate that what a great intro thank you thank you, thank you. Oh, i appreciate you um for first thing i want to ask is how's the um how's the pop-up shop going Averick's store oh Averick's pop-up yeah yeah so that's that that's that's good man it's, it's been it's been well man i've been helping those guys out kind of with the new launch um to the uk um and yeah it's it's it's, it's flying like they're doing really well um and people embracing Averick's again so it's, it's good it's good Amazing. I never had an Averix, you know. Wow. Well, come. Listen, I hope you. I'm gonna come, but you see, listen. When you when you're from where I'm from, you know, having an Averix that was like a a, a a symbol of of status. Oh, for sure. Remember, I'm like, I, I'm from Tottenham, so come on. I had an Averix in '97. Wow. Yeah. And you, so you you had the the original the heavy jo- like, heavy. Let's listen. I remember people like I'm from Halsen, isn't it? Like you wore your Averix on the 18 bus at night time. You it's might not wear it back home. It's, it's a, it's a I, I love the uh, the the pink Averix you got. That's like, yeah. like it's like a bit with the lilac thing. It's a bit like what I'm wearing right now. Um, really, really tough. Um, but uh, I mean, forgive me. I love Averix. Always did. But in recent times, it reminds me of the Shadrach and the Mandem. Uh, oh, so <laughs> guns of pork wearing night uh, Averix at 90 degrees. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's excellent. Um, so t- tell us, um, first memories of hip hop. Like, what do you remember growing up? Just get a, a feeling around like your taste, and you know, the first thing you bought, it'd be it'll be good. To them. we'll we'll dive in more into the sneaker culture and and uh, things like and, and the and the work you've done in in social media as well. No, I appreciate that. Thank you so much, man. Um, wow. So I don't know. I wanna. I can't. I kind of want to bring some some. I, I I got something out. So this is. Oh, you, you brought props. No, this is not the first memory of hip hop. 
but we're gonna take it there. We're gonna we're gonna really oh, we're gonna so, we're gonna let them know the king's that king's really die. <laughs> that's a Source magazine LL Cool J cover. And what what uh, October nineteen ninety. Wow. Oh, wow. And that's fresh. Well, showing your age. HMV. 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 One pound five. It's really interesting that you've shown that, um, Franklin, because in our episode yeah. description, yeah. like in our podcast description, we are the hip hop podcast of hip hop music, culture and politics mm -hmm. inspired by the source. Oh, wow. That's dope. That's dope. So, yeah, I mean, the reason why I showed this cover first, this is um, Cool J. So, I mean, I've loved hip hop. I mean, my first, my first, See, my first album, you know when you're a kid, right, in the 80s, and you get, like, things that you can buy, and it's like, oh, I, this is mine, this is mine, you know? And it, even though it's probably your dad bought it for you or gave you the money to buy it, it's still, I bought it, right? So my first um, uh, vinyl that I can say was mine was the Gold Cup Creator Gold L Cool J um, total, right? And people don't know, in the UK, that was the lead single. Um, and I Need Love was the B-side of that. Yeah. So I've got the original of that with I Need Love as the B-side before it blew up. And, it, you know, because they weren't with the B-side. Yeah. So, and I was 85, 86, 86, 86, like that. Anyway, around that time. So that was my first kind of thing. Obviously, you grew up on Michael Jackson. You grew up on different things. But when I got that, I was like, yo, that's it. Like, that's it for me. And then from there, it's just been a, a love affair ever since, you know, like real, real love affair. I'm I can, like, I'm really, I love the hip I love it. <laughs> yeah. Part of the culture. And then obviously transitioned to the kind of sneaker community. Where did that come in? Where did that factor in? Was there a specific well, moment? Yeah. Or no. So that fact, that factor didn't kind of organically because um, the, the whole training thing that really started from like 85. Um, when my mom, my mom loved tennis, she loved Boris Becker, and what she would do is she would, um, she would buy me the the trainers that Boris Becker wore. So Boris Becker wore like he had an Aless clothing deal on a Puma footwear deal, and then um, he would wear like Pumas. Like, I've literally got a picture of me like from about six seven years old wearing a pair of white and red Pumas that my that my mom thought were the Boris Becker ones. Um, and from there, she, you know, coming from Ghana and like Ghana dysphoria, and she, she would buy, she would, she didn't want to buy me stuff that would mash up because I would just mash up my trainers a lot. You know, I had back it. And back then it was one shoe a year. So if she had to buy me two, she's upset. So then she just thought, by the time I got to like five, six, she was like, let me just buy him a very good pair of trainers. So he lasts the whole year. See what I mean? And, um, and then she would just buy me like Pumas, Nike, Reeboks and stuff from back then. And back then, to have name brand stuff, it was a big thing. So my nick, my playground nickname was Kimmel Trainers. And then, you know, yeah, fast forward, Daily Sports tried to take me to court. They summoned me and, and we had a little disagreement um, over the Kimmel Trainers name. And then God being so good, I work with him now. So it's that. Uh, it's all good. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. So the, the whole King of Trainers thing is not just, you know, in hip hop, we have this fascination with royalty, right? So, you know. Prince Whipper Whip to Prince Pole. Yeah, yeah. You know, King T to King yeah. Von. I thought personally, mm -hmm. you just called yourself the King of Trainers. I wasn't going to dispute it. No, I agree. I, I, I know the catalog is mad. Yeah, no, I but yeah, yeah, but it was a, it was a playground thing. Yeah, it was a playground. It was literally a playground thing from the eighties. Um, and then my friends would like kind of tease me a bit, and it was 
was like, and then it just kind of, when I got into like the 2000, when it got to the 90s, I used to go to um, New York. I stayed there in, in Flatbush, around the corner from Biggie's Courts for some holidays. Because I grew up in Tottenham and Tottenham was crazy in, in, in the 90s. So my mum didn't want to get caught up. She'll send me to um, either Toronto or, or New York. I'll bring back the latest trainers back then. You wouldn't be out here for the next couple of months. So that cemented me in, in the whole training thing. And I'll bring back trainers from my friends as well. On my page, I've got like old school pictures of me bringing back loads of trainers and stuff for my friends. And A-Rex jackets as well to sell and stuff like that. So it was you know, it was just a whole thing. And then, yeah, it's just kind of developed from there. Yeah. Flatbush is an amazing place. I was there last year. Yeah. yeah. From the first time. And I'm oh, out wow. on Notion Ave. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yo, big hey. mention this on a tune. Oh, it's changed. It's changed. Yeah, man. But it felt like a, a time portal back to like Peckham in the 90s, like all the Caribbean islands. With it, it was my happy place, man. Sort of the best days of my life, bro. And I was 40. Good. So Good. amazing. Amazing. Sorry, so mate, I'll cut you. No, no, no. I was just going to say very, very interesting that Toronto and New York and, and specifically there, Flatbush, very mm. big melting plots for music as well. Culture, you know, mm. you know, style. Absolutely. Big for that. So that that that's amazing. Chris, you go go ahead, man. Go ahead. So I was gonna say, um, you know, you talk about the source being your first magazine, L O Cool J, I Need Love. Like, who was your first favorite rapper? My first and favorite rapper. Oh wow. Um That's a good question. I've you know, I I would I would say L L was my first favorite rapper. Um because I, I went to dress like Like I've got I've also got ah damn you know what? I, I should have gone to to my mum's house and brought out a picture. I've got a picture of me wearing a Benetton a Benetton hat, which I bought the Kangol, but it's the same type of bucket hat. And it's a Benetton one. And um, and I had I had a I done the pose and I had the gun. Hey, you know, and I was like, what? I don't know what I was doing. But he was probably the first person. But in terms of when I grew up and I understood more about lyrics and stuff like that. I have to say it was Biggie Man for me. Like that was my first kind of favorite. Like I'm like, oh man, this guy, you know, and and that's kind of yeah from there. That's that you know. So it was a bit later on, but Biggie was my first favorite rapper. You know, specifically, what was it about Biggie that you really warmed to, and what attracted you? You know what it was. Um, I was watching um, I was watching your MTV Raps right, and he's come he's come on Sunday mornings back in the day right, and I was sleep I was laying down and I was like. I was watching it and it, it played like it was like the breakout tune that they played and it just and I feel I don't know I was in a mood or something and then I heard you know like and it was I was like and I said you know when you sit up and you're like who is this and it just it's just a feeling and I feel sometimes with the way music comes in in, in nowadays there's no feeling you know back then you hear a tune and you're like oh my it's a feeling that you have, like, and it's just, it just, it, it even brings me goosebumps now as I'm speaking about it. And it, it just kind of, I was like, oh, this guy is, and, I, and then I would, because, you know, back then having cable and satellite was a big thing. So I, I went to, I went to school the next day and I said, oh, guys, have you heard of this guy that tour is big? Boom, boom. You know, um, and then I'm looking through, um, like, come, because, you know, sometimes with these, with the source magazines, you look through it and then you, you don't look for Einstein, right? Then I look back and I see, oh, this is him. Do you have him in the same guy? And um, yeah, and it's it's just one of those situations where I was like, yeah, this guy is gonna be the next thing. And I was connected. I had a lot of cousins and stuff from you, and they said they'll send me the they'll send me the magazines, they'll send me the, the late stuff. So I was always up on on giving information. 
You're dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope. Love Biggie as well. We, we both do, actually. <laughs> I don't want to speak for you, Summit, but, <laughs> you know, no, no, I'm sure you love him too. No, of course, absolutely. We, everyone loves Big Popper. Like, that, that thing. Come on. I was going to say, the Franklin, you didn't do the LL Cool J, like, one, you know, with the jogging bottoms up to yeah. the I did that. I definitely, in no, the house. I, no, I did it later on. I did it later on in that. I mean, you know, I did it later on. I, I don't think I, I'm, I think I've got a picture of that one. No, but I've got a really, really young picture of me wearing that. El Cool J. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, El Cool J was too, super cool. Still is. Yeah, um, still is. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think that that idea of the vibe, I think it's just down to the disposability of everything now. With Everything needs to... There's a demand that yeah. one wants to, to yeah. and and that's affecting everything across the board. Um, and it's it's just sad that the the music suffers, especially when we have such a rich history um, from of black music from soul to blues to jazz, etc. Then you see it being kind of carried in this way as it is now. It's 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 it's, it's a bit disheartening. You um, very recently put up on the on the hip hop theme. You very recently put up a post about. Um, throwback to some singles yes the Corsa so I wanted to ask right and, and, and it could be it could be the songs and the, and the things that you had in the pictures you had I get you know you had get money the single etc what what would be I guess your top five hip-hop albums or songs that you'd if you had to choose because we're all about top five dead or alive here yeah. if you want to go to 10 we can but what yeah. would you play in that Corsa <laughs> now now so think about it now five. what would yeah, be the so top now? five it would it would it would it would be juicy Cause that's like my my feel good song, you know. When you're having like you know, mm. juicy. Um, I would I would probably play um this guy. Well, let's see how. I, might, I would probably play this guy. Uh, the resident hove stand. Yeah, yeah. the resident hove stand. I'm a yeah. Avenger. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, Avenger. That's it. So I'll probably play Can't Not the Hustle. I, I I like you know you know and and it's funny because back then I I feel I slept on that album. You know, you get it, you listen to it. But now it just resonates so much. Like every single tune just resonates so much. And he was way ahead of what was happening back then. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so those two on my on my list. I wanna say it's between with Nas, I will play Nas. I, w- I wanna play Decisions, Decisions. Yeah. Because with Nas, it's hard. There's so many tunes of Nas that I like. He's got a lot. That is just, yeah, I mean, like, um, yeah, like, like Nas's like would be a, a, a good intro. Like, keep it with the vibe you've yeah. got at the moment, right? So you're yeah. seeing, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. a bit of premiere Nas's like. It's just good to yeah, keep yeah. the vibe, that yeah. energy. Yeah, yeah, Nas is like, yeah. Um, well, how would, yeah, and then, I mean, other, other tunes, um, I'll play, you know what? I'll play Shaquille, Shaquille O'Neal. Ooh, random. Shaquille O'Neal and B. Cost of the Rain. That's up. Listen. Yeah. Franklin, I was on the treadmill yesterday. Listen, yeah. You see Biggie's verse on that song, yeah? Bonkers. Bruv. Bonkers. He said, your entourage turned just mirages. Yeah. Disappearing act strictly. <laughs> so what's say my killers be serial? Copperfield material. My dreams are vivid. Work hard to live it. Any place I visit, I got land there. How could players stand there and say I sound like them? Hello? Nah. nah madness. That, that's what I'm saying. Madness. I was listening to that's one of my. And you see what it is here? We have to give Shaq his hip hop props. He had five platinum albums. Five. And that's probably one of Biggie's best features of all time. Michael Jackson reused it. 
It's, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. So it's one of those situations where we need to let Shaq, even though he does play the thing, he had he he, he, he helped his own back there. You know, and it's been hard. And it's been hard for other kind of basketball artists to get into that realm yeah. and sustain it in the same way. I right. tried. But yeah. it's you know it's, it's very difficult. Yeah. So you have to give him his props. Yeah, I'm giving him props. And he, he's the most successful um, boss rapper of all time. Yeah, that's it. They did songs with RZA, man. Like yeah. RZA and Redman. I'm like, come on, every, like his roster's crazy. Like Bobby Brown, like he's done. He's done a tune with everyone. So, but fr- frankly, you strike also strike me as someone who doesn't listen to just hip hop. No. So if we take it out of that, out of yeah. non hip hop, yeah, it's what's the what's the kind of artist you be listening to, non hip hop. Oh man, um, I listen to. I, I know this is cliche. My dad, my dad, you know, God bless him. He used to live and listen to a lot of Miles Davis. I've been, I've had his favorite song, which is Human and well, Human Nature, the Miles Davis version on the peak. So that's kind of. I've been listening to a lot of that. Um, oh man, I mean, I've been listening to a lot of jazz recently. That's it, you know. And I, I you know, and um, my, my guilty pleasure right now. I have to admit, it's a lot, a bit of Drake stuff. <laughs> I know people hate Drake. I'm like, you know, but I don't know. I've been listening to some soft music. I'm trying to, as I get older, I'm trying to, I'm trying to take time. You're trying to take time. Yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to touch on like the singles as well that Summit mentioned. Yeah. So for, for, for the young people mm-hmm. and for those who weren't there, can you explain like back in the day why these singles? was so important and in many ways we bought singles before we even bought albums. Indeed. Because I mean singles were so important because you wanted it first. Like you see people understand like back then unless you take it off the radio or you had the cassette single, you weren't getting a tune. You weren't getting a tune, right? And you know, I didn't have my cassette singles with me at the time, but all of those I've got as well. And but when you when I got to I think for me is when I got to the point I, I passed passed my test in the nineties got my car and when you get your car you need a, a home system like that's where I'm from you just need a good system so you had to buy the singles and it was because I you know I had the twelve this chain all of that you had to be able to rotate you know through stuff you know and if unless you had a bootleg copy of all the kind of you know the burnt copies and stuff which I think I was you know. That came a little bit later, but for me, you had to have the singles. And we had, you know, I grew up right next to Body Music, you know, world famous Body Music, around the corner of Westing Road. So he had the imports. Tuesdays, you line up, you're all you got. You just have everything, boom, boom. And then, um, yeah, you just had to, you had to just get the singles, like you know. But I mean, back then it was it was okay because when the imports started to come, our price, Asian, they started to get them. It was a bit more expensive, but you had to you had to know what to get and, and be quick you know mm-hmm. and they used to have the remixes too that's I was going to say the remixes and the b-sides you need it. they used to have them both you have to have both and they're both different covers yeah. so they'd be like Tony Braxton would have like Unbreak My Heart with the remixes and sing CD, CD1 and I mean yeah. Yeah. yeah you'd have that yeah. and at Nas Street Drive I remember vividly that's going to uh, HMV it must be HMV to buy Nas Street Dreams mm-hmm. because that was a the great scene yeah. yeah. and the cassette with the not the not, not the thin cassette, um, not yeah. not the, the pla- It's just one of them ones. Yeah, the, yeah, you slot it. The yeah. slipping yeah. one, which yeah, 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 yeah. them dumb ones. Ooh. These are the times. Tuesdays and Thursdays were the best times of yeah. our lives, man. Yeah. It's at two ninety nine. You have to have yeah. it on deck, otherwise, you know. Yeah, if actually you're, you're messed up, you know. So sometimes you have to decide when you're going to eat lunch that day. People don't know the struggle. Yeah, 
You have to decide whether you're actually going to eat that day to get the the single of the week. You know what I mean? So the kids don't know, right? You can spend nine ninety nine and get access to six billion songs. That's insane. Back then, that was a, if someone told me that we'll have that, I would be like, what? It's ten pounds for like one CD. So to get access to six billion songs, these kids have it easy. Yeah, true. That's why they don't feel it no more. They don't feel it like you know. They don't understand, and also just I think there's a lot of things that come to that. The way we make music now has changed the way which we roll it out. The time in which we people used to roll out music has changed. So you went from a couple of years down to a year, down to six months, down to three months, down to now a week. Someone releases an album and they forget about it a week later. So mm-hmm. everything is just everything has changed, and I think the priorities has changed, and and also I think everyone just focused so much on the sales and the money and the stream side of things, which in some ways I can blame 50 Cent for because he's talking about (laughs) all the damn time. But he popularized. It was always a thing, but he popularized it. His thing was like, how much is Fat Joe sold in a week? I sold more than Fat Joe. And and it became that. And then it turned into the Wayne thing. And that just kind of carried on since kind of the mid-2000s. But I love 50, just letting everyone know. Love 50 Cent. 50 Cent. Great. One of the greatest debuts in hip hop ever. Oh, period. Yeah, I just watched. I actually just recently watched. They done an unofficial documentary um, on 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 YouTube about. Oh yeah, diverse mentality. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I just watched it. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Pretty good. You know, it's pretty good. It's a shame him and Shy fell out. You know, but yeah, yeah, it was pretty, pretty good. <laughs> Who doesn't fifty fall out with though? I know. Man. I kind of feel like if you don't fall out with fifty, you were never friends in the first place. Yeah, but like in, in some like. I don't know Shah Money's side of things, but I've obviously only heard one side of it. Kind of understand it. Like, yeah. he, he he didn't see the vision. In 50's eyes, he didn't see the vision enough. It's like me, Chris. It's like me and you, right? You, you're you the rapper and I'm the, I'm your guy, right? And mm-hmm. like, you've done, you've recorded in my studio and mm-hmm. you now owe me $40,000, right? But you don't see that actually I'm going to go on to make big things. I want the $40,000. He actually gave him points. Point. Yeah, he gave him great rich, uh, get rich yeah. or die trying. Say, look, I won't give you that's 40, more than 40,000. Yeah, I give, he didn't want it. He went worth 1,000. Yeah, yeah, those points. Yeah, yeah. So he said, I mean, I, I don't want to get into people's business, but based on what you said, yes, well, that's, what, that's what 50, yeah, that's yeah. What 50 that's, said. 50 yeah, said, look, I'll give you points on Get Rich yeah. before it came out. I'll give you that's points on it. He would have made 1.3 million. Mm-hmm. And then obviously they had, you know, then it, that was the first week, right? Then it became even bigger. Yeah, yeah. He would have got more points and he would have been part of the crew. Yeah. And then after that, 50 was like, look, you're here for the money. You're not here for the journey. Yeah. So I kind of asked them out, which I make sense. Now, imagine if that's me and you. We've known each other for 10 plus years, like they mm-hmm. 10 plus years. It, well, you would feel a way about it. Like, you ask my man. Like, I guess. Yeah. And I get it. Yeah, I and that. That's not the takeaway from Shah Mani's, um talent because he's supremely talented. He wants to do great things in the exec. He's very great. He's very talented. He's big Crit. We love Big Crit. I'm sure yes. Brighton does too. Yeah, yeah. Like, he brought him through. You know, these are, he did a lot of, he did a lot of great things. I just think sometimes. It's difficult when you need money, and you never know what was happening in Shah Money's life. At that moment, that forty grand might have been um, like, like life changing money for him and his family. Yeah. But mm. and then and then if you if, when you when you see that documentary, he, his first check he got after they finished the album was for seven hundred thousand for the royalties he done for the production. So he should just chill and be like, "Yo," but you never know. At the time, it was a bit crazy. So. I hope they. F- I do hope they fix it though, because he's integral to the G Unit yeah, story. Yeah, the, I hope they fix it. But fifties petty, fifty, fifty. Yeah, but me fifty patched up with Fat Joe. Yeah, but yeah. That, that was not real beef, bro. That was not real. I hate it. That was like that was like you're resurrecting my enemy, man. That's cool, right? Yeah. Like, and also, also, look, 
as I know from the Rockefeller guys, them terror squad dudes. And this is what I'm like, saying. This is what I'm saying. Like, he's patched it up with him because it could have got violent. Yeah. yeah. And this has now turned into the 50 Cent and Friends podcast. Apologies. Talk to us about some of the, um, I guess, some of the collaborations you've been doing uh, in fashion and trainers and, and, yeah. and stuff like that. So you, talk about, you talked about Elise earlier. Yeah. Share, share the story for those who don't know behind the collab with yeah. it. So obviously, there, there's something that goes back to your childhood with that, which yeah. is amazing to come full circle. Talk to us about the collab. Yes, thank you. So, um, with the, with the, with that collab, it does it does stem again to my mum's um love of tennis. Um, in when Bryce Becker won the Wimbledon Championship, he held he he, he held up um the Wimbledon the Wimbledon trophy and is wearing an Aless top, which was light blue and dark blue. Um, and then um the guys from a, a PR company, Gunhole, who worked with Aless at the time, um, they invited him down to kind of design a pair of trainers, which was just for friends and family. It wasn't like it's going to be for everyone. Um, and then from there, they were like, yo, um, can like, you know, they invite all these influencers down and I'd say, can you just do, just, just, just go crazy. But all the influencers were like drinking and they were having a good time. And I was focused. I was like, yo, this is my one time to design a shoe. So I designed it. And all I'd done was the one shoe, like one shoe dark. And I just done like 1985, 1995 on the back of the And um, yeah, it was it was really kind of it was that it was it was literally just one the dates the, the colors and um, yeah, I put a, I put a, a, the, the 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 tag with my name on the sample pair. And I put it on my Instagram and literally got like 600 comments, the most comments a lesson I've ever had. And people started saying, when is that shoe coming out? Can we buy it? Et cetera, et cetera. So they announced my shoe coming out in February, no, in, in the, the end of Feb 2020. And then we went lockdown. So literally my shoe was kind of shelved for a bit. Then luckily there was a gentleman who works for the company a less and he was like no we, we should really work on this we should get this out so throughout lockdown I was negotiating um, and then we, we came up with it um, and then it came out last year last July in Selfridges you know so that was a big thing you know and it was a capsule collection so I had the trainers um, a tracksuit t-shirt like a whole collection of so it was pretty dope that's amazing. Let me ask a question because you work with such great brands you always maintain yourself I talked about in the intro but your authenticity how do you maintain that? Because I think sometimes people may sh- not struggle, but sometimes think about, oh, if I'm working with corporate brands, am I myself? And how do you, how do you maintain that consistency to be authentic while still evolving and helping these brands grow? Yeah. Because sometimes for us and people that look like us and come from where we come from, where those doors are not necessarily open, but you're breaking them down for others to come in. So how do you mm. how do you manage that? Well, yeah, I mean, I just go in. It's cliche to say I just go in how I am like you know but because I've been in business personally away from all of this like a long time I've been self-employed nearly 20 years and I, I just know how to conduct myself I am a bit of a, a troublemaker online because they hit you know the king that I used to call out friends <laughs> and stuff like that but I feel that this is sometimes the brands just see that and they see now he's actually he's not pretending you see what I mean everything that people kind of look at and a lot of people look at me working with Raleigh and, and Adidas I mean 
and, and Abrex and all these things. And unfortunately, sometimes in the social media world, people will pretend, oh, I used to love blah, blah. But I feel that when I post up pictures of me in the 80s and 90s wearing this stuff, people are like, oh, he really liked it. Like, it's not. So that kind of helps even the brands be like, no, this guy, he really, really authentic to, to this. And that's how I kind of maintain it. I mean, it's tough. You have to kind of compromise and you have to work with the brands um, because sometimes they may not see the vision where we come from. But I just, yeah, I just be myself um, and they know that I really love everything I'm doing with the brand. So that kind of helps. Bob. I want to say thank you, Franklin, um, for showing me how to pronounce Aless. Yeah, yeah. For years, yeah. I've been saying oh. Alessi. Yeah, so the, the gentleman's name is Leonardo. I should and I should know how to pronounce his surname, but, but his, his his name's the original guy is Leonardo Savirovo, something like that. So his initials are LS. So he actually done the Eminem thing before Eminem. So he's Italian, and he said LS, and that's and they spaced it out so it created a brand. So it's actually how they say it, LS. So it's LS. And we've been saying okay. Alexi and Lise and all that stuff at the time, but it's actually LS, yeah. Now, I'm not, I'll be, I'll be, yeah, our people be pronouncing things wrong for ye- years. And I remember the first time when I found out it was Westminster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, yeah. Yo, what do, what, yeah. what do we say? What do I say? Westminster. Westmin- it's Westminster, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I would say Westminster. No, it's Westminster, bro. Westminster. Westminster. Hey. Yeah? yeah, it's Westminster. Yeah, they can suck out. I don't care. It's Westminster. <laughs> yeah, it's Westminster. Even the news reporters say it wrong. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Listen, it's nuts. It's nuts. Um, can you tell me, um, in your own in your own words, as someone who's who's big into trainer culture mm-hmm. and also hip hop, like the importance of trainers and sneakers in hip hop culture and the and the social capital that was, comes from having the latest trainers. Oh, it's important. It's it's so important. I mean, you know, especially so being the fact that I had a lot of connections to the states in the early days. I, you know. Like trainers were the only thing that you could really determine if you got money. Does that make sense? So if you had a nice, clean pair of trainers, it's like, yo, we need money. You know, because it, you know, after the, you know, the seventies era where you know was pimps and all that. When it came to like the the eighties, right? If you had a nice pair of clean trainers, it was. I mean, people had to walk around in pimp soles. Some people had to walk around with slip knots. So you had a nice pair of trainers, it was so thing, but hip hop adopted that and was like, yo, we're going to use this as our uniform. Do you get what I mean? And um, where you see like things like Run DMC, where they didn't type their laces and stuff, they wanted, they want like the kids in, 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 in New York, the inner city ghettos, wanted to know people how, they wanted to let people know, sorry, how kind of street and what what we are but they didn't they would they said I, I don't but I got time to lace this up. I'm just wearing it straight out of the shop. So that's kind of where that came from. Do you know what I mean? And then that became the uniform for a lot of a lot of street kids. So having trainers back, you know, in the eighties, nineties, um even even now to some extent, it was like, you know, he's got he's got you know, he's got he's got money. And that's how it used to be. They didn't lace it up, just walk straight out of the store. With the shoes that people know, I don't, I don't care. Like I got, I got money. I spent money, on you. and that's kind of, mm. you know. So the significance is is huge, and you know, trainers fit was the uniform. It fit exactly the kind of street code because a lot of the street guys, um, in the eighties and nineties were wearing 
like you know a less tracksuit feeler you know troop um you know and and the trainer just fit it just fit it fit well so you know it's, it's so important yeah i want to um i want to share something with you so you know i'm getting up there in age right <laughs> i have discovered the comfort of new balance oh new balance is crazy Oh my days! These these shoes are so comfortable. I've got like four pairs yeah, yeah, of got, New Balance. Yeah, I've, like I've got quite uh, New Balance. What 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 happened with New Balance? Like one day I just woke up and it's like, oh, New Balance is 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 no, it's back. Like no, but you see the thing about it, it's crazy because back in the day, way way back in the day, New Balance was like the kind of knockoff nights. Everyone was like, what that end? What's that stuff night? You know. But you see, New Balance has always had a staple like up north, um, in the states, especially like places like Boston and all that. As as like a you know, a staple kind of shoe. But in recent times, they're, they've just been just hitting just real good quality footwear. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so now it's like you put your foot in a, in a pair of new balance and you're like, ooh, these feel good because let's be honest, snug. back in the days when we were busting ourselves from Air Max and stuff, they were not comfortable. They just looked great, but they weren't comfortable. Mm. But as you as you get old, you want comfort, and then by wanting comfort, because New Balance were dad shoes. That's how it was back in the day, and um, now as we get into that that dad shoe age, um, well, I'm way I'm way over the dad shoe age to be fair, but, <laughs> but it's one of those ones where now it's like we need our comfort. We do need comfort, you know. Yeah, yeah, for real. My my wife bought me um a burgundy suede pair of New Balance, Ooh. bruv. When I put my foot in. Huh? <laughs> I said, mercy to Jesus. I said, yo, get me another pair. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to get you a pair of sketches, bro. Yeah. No, don't do that. There's an, out, there's an outlet down near us. I'm going to get... No, you got to relax. Get you some sketches. Because if you want to add shoes... No, I'm bro. I, I still have to go to the barbershop in person. You can't do that to me, bro. Sketches are the best. I'm telling you. I can't... The New Balance thing and the Trump thing is that I can't rec- I can't reconcile. Oh, what happened because, there? Yeah, they're, they're, they're big supporters of Trump. They, they yeah, felt, so, are they? Yeah, because yeah, they, they were... Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. The chief executive, I think he was the Trump on the other side. Yeah, yeah, and and look, okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna let that one go for fashion, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but they, they sponsored Liverpool, for example, right? And I didn't know this, and I bought the Liverpool kit. And I'm like, nah, I can't wear that now. And so, uh, but then, but then, no, yeah, you're, but you're then, better than me, bro. But then, you know, Nike, Adidas, they've all the, that the, history. The, under, like, the Undertaker, um, the Undertaker spot, um, sent money to Trump. Um, am I gonna stop watching wrestling? It's the Undertaker. Absolutely. What do you do? You should. What? Ab- what do you do? It, you it's hard. It, it, it's difficult, but, but yeah. yeah, I had to. Definitely, New Balances have that. I was gonna ask, um, frankly, because I remember. So you're talking about like being young and and the the currency of trainers. A really good question from Chris. And I remember now. I used to. I was really lucky because I had older brothers, and so we had access to really cool trainers because of oh. where he worked. Um. So I remember the gazelles. I had some, yes. I had some mm. green Adidas gazelles, but no one had the green Adidas wow. gazelles. They had the maroon or whatever. So what I wanted to ask you was, if we take Adidas, take Nike and take Puma, what, I guess, sub-brand of those are your favourites? Okay. So, I mean, with Nike, like, um, my favourite trainer from Nike, is trainer they haven't wrecked on yet, it's the Nike TWs. So they were like a cross-trainer back in the day and I had them like in 89, 90 and I still have record them but they've done a kind of variation but not the actual TWs with the TW on it so that's kind of nice that's one of my favourites um, with Adidas oh man that's a that's a tough one because I would want I want to say the Torsion the Aqua 8000 um, because the Torsion when the Torsions came out 
It was so bright and vibrant and expensive. It's like you would smell the money. You see what I'm saying? Like, you like whoa, they're a hundred pounds. Like, it's like, you got me. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was, yeah, I would say no, those, yeah. And then a Reebok being from North London, Reebok Classic, you know, the Reebok workout. Fair enough. British Knights, do you have do you have any British? Yeah, British Knights, yeah, British Knights. They're back now actually. Um I had a I had a, a black suede pair back in the day, British Knights. But they're back they're actually back, they're back. You know. It might get me a pair of um wow, why does my voice sound like that? Why well, no, you too, man? You're I don't know. We're making some edges for that. Might need some water and that. <laughs> yeah, I might need to get me a pair of, of British Knights. I remember back in the day my bridging Gavin. Shout out to Gavin and his um brother, Millimeter. Yeah, he was really small, hard name. No, that's yeah, he's, hard. He's, 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 he's a short guy, don't do that. but I don't want to play with him. That's a hard that's name, bro. That's yeah, millimeter. Name. Millimeter, yeah. That's my, they used to have British Knights. That's right. Nah, you got to relax. Go relax. Go relax. Yeah, they always used to have um like British Knights. And I always remember like, you know what I liked? I liked people who had the trainers that weren't necessarily like popular. Yeah. You know, almost like that person wore this. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it went too far, innit? Like, I remember my mum bought me a pair of, do you remember um the kangaroo trainers? Like the yeah, roots? the roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bruh, yeah. I was so upset, yeah. No, but they're cool. I'm like, what are you doing? They're cool. They're no, cool, they're not cool, bruh. I'm not wearing them. No, Mad trauma. Mad trauma. Right. They did it right, though. Well, right. They, I, no, I'm not wearing them, bruh. I remember that. Look, no, I, I understand what you mean about not having the same, because like, when we were growing up in high school, when we were getting to high school, everyone had cat, cat, cat boots, caterpillar boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had capper. Oh, imagine yeah, yeah, Kappa yeah, boots. They were fire, bro. bro. I don't want to be the same as everyone. I, bro, I like still, I still don't like buying the same train. Like, because we're from that school, we're from that school. Mad that we don't want to buy it. If I see the same train as someone else, even the yeah, same, no, I don't yeah. want that. That's yeah. Well, you buy a different color. That's what I try to, yeah. try to tell the young people. You know, I mean, I'm blessed to, to just get what I want, but it's like the young people now. It's like they want what everyone else has got oh he's got the Travis Scott I need to get the Travis Scott and it's like that was un- that was so uncool like you where I'm from if you if someone had a pair of trainers a jacket whatever and you got the exactly same you're fighting you're fighting yeah well they, they take you for yeah, yeah. Why, why, you, why, you, why you copying me man yeah, you copying me. that's the word yeah. why are you pirating why are you pirating for and that's pirating yes yeah and that's kind of where I'm from you know obviously things have changed I've probably got what all the kids have got but it's like Back then, you just couldn't. It, it was a no-no. You couldn't buy yeah. exactly the same thing. Like if it was by complete accident, you had to size each other up and say, "When you get it, now I got mine on import. I got mine." You know, you had to kind of. And then it was cool. But if you mm. if you got it, wore it to, to school, and someone went and got the same thing the next day, then it's a yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. I, I, before we before we uh, ask our last question, I remember I used to wear baseball caps a lot. Yes. I have to shout out my mom. Even though she bought me the kangaroo, she redeemed with this one. She bought me an Orlando Magic cap, right? But it wasn't the one with just the logo on the front. There was a guy in my school called Kevin, older guy. Yeah. And he had the Orlando Magic with the logo on the front. Yeah. My mom bought me the joint. We had the logo on the front and it had magic embroidered into the beak. Yeah, yeah. And then it had Orlando in blue at the back. And I remember walking in, walking into school and he had on his cap oh, and I had on yeah. mine. And I heard behind me goes, oh, well, where did he get that cap from? He thinks yeah. he's sick. He's yeah, crazy. yeah. That's, that's when I knew. That's when I knew. Yeah. That's when I knew. Shout out to my mum. Because that cap, I don't know where that cap is now, boy. Yeah, but that's that's what it was about, man. It was individual individualism. Yes. Nah, these kids are running riot with this. It's true. I never thought of it like that. You're right. They all want the same. So, and even the music, they all yeah. want it. They want the music like before yeah. it was it was there was kudos to kind of go 
I got this like this DJ Clue mixtape, or yeah. I remember taking Hit Him Up into school for the first time. Yeah. Gangsters Paradise. Yeah. When I was in primary school, there was a summer fair, so I dubbed the tape and we sold the tape. That's what I was doing. They're like, "Can you bring?" They're like, "Can you bring something into into school to 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 sell?" So I dubbed like a bunch of like TDK cassettes and just the Gangsters Paradise single and just sold it at this fair. This is what we did. This is it. You know, it's nostalgia. Like I just pray for the other people there because the nostalgia they they're gonna have is is pressing play on a on on Spotify. You know, I'm cool with Spotify. No, Spotify. They had to do what they had to do, but it's not it's not nostalgia in the same way. Just that's me personally. Maybe for them, I hear you. No, no, yeah. no you, you preaching to the same choir. Like we we we, we definitely agree. And and much part like everyone has to move and evolve, and we can we can utilize it to our benefit. But for the youngins growing in it, like I think for us, with that last generation who've kind of crossed over, and I guess sometimes I look at it like the favorite generation because we're from vinyl, cassette, CDs, mini disc, streaming, CD, like yeah. that. Then we saw it all happen. Whereas these new kids, you know, some of these kids don't know what a mini disc is. Some of these kids don't. don't know. They don't know now. And we're we're a, pl- we're a place where Soldier Boy was there. Yeah. At their top, there's nothing wrong with that because you know you that's absolutely fine. But that tune's hard, though. You know, no, no absolutely, hundred percent. That tune's but, hard. But the the point is, so it's kissed me through the phone. By the way, that's a beautiful song. But anyway, that's a different story. But my point is, is like they don't know anything past that. Yeah, yeah. and so it's it's difficult for that generation now because this this is all they know. TikTok being the kind of curation for music, oh. and like you know, before we used to have people, we had we had Stretch and Bobito. Right, mm. we had two seven nine. We had Shorty Blitz giving us new stuff. Yeah, the kids have TikTok. Yeah, to give them the new songs. That's why. That's why when Franklin you put up those pictures of the singles, I knew who you were talking to. <laughs> you weren't talking to them. You were talking to me and people like us. Because when I saw the singles, I said, "Oh, I, I commented. I said, oh, you were outside.' Yeah. Like you were." I saw that. <laughs> I, I pinned. I think I pinned that comment as well. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, um, I was betting. Yeah. There was a. You were outside. All right, let's wrap this up. I want to play a game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right, we're going to do a game show. It's called If Rappers Were Trainers. Yes. Now, I'm going to mention the name of a rapper, mm-hmm. and I would like you to share with us and the audience the trainer equivalent of this rapper and explain why. Oh, okay. Got you, got you. Got okay. You. So I'm going to start with your favorite rapper. Mm-hmm. If the notorious B.I.G. was a sneaker, what would he be? Okay, so he would be, and this is kind of, this particular trainer is because he actually wore these trainers and he was seen wearing these trainers. So he would be an Air Max 96 Tailwind. Um, reason being, it's the big bubble. He wore them. He, that was his shoe. That was his trainer. And um, yeah, he would be that. He would be that. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nas. Nas would be the Air Max 1 OG because he's just slick. Timeless is a shoe that we can wear now, and he's still releasing training, releasing shoe tuning to now as well. So, but you're good at this. Ice Cube, Ice Cube has to be the Chuck Taylor man. NWA, you know, has to be the Chuck Taylor. So West Coast, like West Coast, um, you know, very plain, you know, that type of thing. So, yeah, nice. Two packs. Two pack was a bit. It was a bit difficult because I was. Toying between two because of the militancy, I wanted to say I actually wanted to go out of the trainer role and say go, no, go bro, we follow you and say Timberlands because he was wearing those in the hit him up video, I believe. Yeah, he was. He, he was. was yes, yeah, absolutely. So, so that's kind of because more kind of 
you know, militant and, you know, the baggy jeans and, and things. Yeah. Okay. Let's, 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 let's talk to the ladies now. Lauren Hill. Um, Lauren Hill. I want to say some, a pair of like dunks, pink dunks. Um, reason being, it's just, it's just this, this, like, it's a time as as well. She's time as well. And, and something, something along those lines. Okay. Kanye West. Nike Yeezys, the Nike Yeezys, not the, not the, the <laughs> Air Max the, Yeah, the Nike, yeah. with the, the Nike Yeezys ones, where it was a futuristic, it was way ahead of his time with the design. And, um, yeah, those trainings are just classic. The Nike Yeezys, you know, it's Kanye, you know what I mean? Even though his first, I think his, one of his first collaborations was like with Bape, and then he done, he actually done the short cards. I don't know if you guys remember the short cards. I had a bit, yeah. I had a bit. I had a G with, and I got well. it, and I got it with the mixtape. Yeah, yeah, I got, yeah I got, the S.Car mixtape. Yeah, yeah, it was hard. It was yeah, hard. I've got two for it. So, um, yeah, he done a collab spot. I think his Nike Yeezys are the, I see it. That defines him because it's just a mismatch of so many different um, trainers. And um, yeah, just just crazy shit. Okay. Scarface. Scarface has to be a Black Air Force One. Never seen oh, wow. that across. So you've seen a man that's very dark, very kind of you know, introspective. Yeah. yeah I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I'm gonna throw in a bonus for you. Mm-hmm. LL Cool J. LL Cool J. You know LL Cool J. I think he's like a pair of feeler suede's. Um, the suede um, feelers with the strap. Um, because he was just cool. He was like he was just timeless. And that's those trainers. People don't understand that now. The way they've kind of produced them, people don't understand how significant that those those feeler suede boots were. And yeah, the, back in the day, yeah, was, they were. Yeah, they were, I forgot about Fila, man. Yeah, he was crazy. I feel like I want to go. It. I want to go upstairs and bring trainers down. Down, yeah. Like I want to go down. I, I want to. I'm go. not ready for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Part, I'm part two, and then we can. I, I, I want to bring like they're all in a room. Yeah, like I've got some feelers with the strap, but they're not new. They're they're not old. They're not old school. They're kind of new school. I say new school about 15, 20 years ago. I've got like the Rockefeller Air Force Ones. Yeah, I had to buy yeah. those. Yeah, I've, I've got the G units somewhere hidden there. Like, yeah. I want to. Like, I'm. Oh, this is good. I love this. I really want a pair of Ewings. Ewings, yeah, they're, they're back too. They're back too online. Yeah, I, I really want a pair. Um, yeah, I remember the days of asking my mum, "Can she buy our certain trainers?" And she was like, "No, nah, I got three kids. So what are you talking about? <laughs> Ewings, big tongues, yeah. You don't, you don't want to eat the fat tongues in it. Like, that, bruv, I want a pair. I, I, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it." Those were those were the thing for a while. The fat tongue. I'm gonna do it, Mr. Franklin. Yeah. It's been an absolute no, honor. I just want to salute you for for your dedication to the culture. And ever since Bernard introduced us, I just like your vibe. Thank you. I don't really like people. <laughs> um, some people tell you, innit? Oh, I don't even like, <laughs> bro, bro. Frankly, I don't even like him. Like, and it's true, really like you know what I mean. We, we are like the new Pete Rock and CL. Like we just do it because we have to. Oh, do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's bad. Can I tell us? Um, can I tell a bad story? Can I tell a bad story about Pete Rock and CL's move? Yeah, go, go ahead. So, like, I, I I interviewed Pete Rock after one of their shows, like, ways ago. This is when the, um, this is the interview where Pete Rock talked about how he was vexed with Kanye because um, he wasn't getting credited and we talked about Puffy and all that. What what no one ever knew is when the interview, well, I'm holding the camera looking at Pete Rock, behind me is CL Smooth being CL Smooth. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? If you know what I'm saying, you know, he's being C- he's living up to his name behind me with like two or three people. And it, it's just like, it was really weird to conduct the interview and just look around and see us all just doing what he wants to do while I'm just. So, so Pete, how do you feel about this? And like, oh, Talib talked to you about what would you like? Yeah, it was. Like, so. I love CL Smooth. They, they didn't really talk to each other at all in the time wow. I was there. Wow. 
it was like strictly business. Did, did they fell they fell out because um, Pete Rock used to get more royalties on on the songs because he produced the song. That's why they fell out, right? That's the reason. It would have to I this would, to this day. I don't know. I would assume it's something to do with that, money. Yeah, but I, it was on site for a while. Yeah, like, for a while, you it know, was like on site. You know how tragic that's to like what they did with two albums and an EP, like yeah, and they're still in the history books. Right. It's nuts. Right. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's personalities, man. I think with them two, it's personalities. I think, um, you know, as much as we loved and revered them, sometimes personalities are the clash and they get older. You know, mm. look how things have set in tang. You know, people feel like they owed certain things. And back then, I mean, it still is now. It absolutely still is now. This hasn't changed whatsoever. But there is a concerted effort to pit two black people or three black people or black women together and fight. Let like, you fight while we just collect the checks here. So I think some of that would play a part. You never know who's in someone's ear. Mm. Um, they gave us great music, and that's the most absolutely they gave us timeless music. Yeah. 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 But Franklin, man, big up, big up yourself, man. And I hope in 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 the near future I can come and patronize your your store. <laughs> okay. And um, we've got saying that we've got saying So yeah, yeah oh, a word. I actually yeah, they were, so I actually might come. I'm gonna come down with Huli. I'm gonna speak to Huli. Yes, I'll be say let's go because um. We talked about it not so long ago, actually, me and Huli, about the Averick stuff. Mm-hmm. So we will, we will, do, uh, he didn't mention, he may, he's mentioned you before many times, okay. but when I talked about the Averick, he didn't, he, I didn't put two and two together. Okay. Um, okay. But we'll, we'll do that. It's Box Park, right? Yeah, sure. Park, Perfect. And one more thing, I want to salute you before you go. The way you pulled up to the podcast show in all gold, wearing a crown, <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude. That's preposterous That's what you did. Chris, you come, you come with like a title belt, like, you know, some wacky ass title. Well, this man came with that car. This is a Jerry King Lord. Bro. King of the ring. This is King of the ring, bro. Yeah, man, that was hard. People were talking, you know. Yeah, we're talking, okay, I appreciate it. Yeah, man, people were talking like, who is that? So you don't know about man, like Franklin Bonteng. Take time. <laughs> Take time. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you, man. I really am grateful. Thank you, man. All right, bro. All the best, man. Thank you. Peace. So that was uh, Franklin Botang, a.k.a. King of Trainers, a.k.a. King of the Ring, a.k.a. hip-hop historian, a.k.a. he was outside. AKA outside, bro. weren't outside. AKA bro, AKA... his stash of singles was nuts. Yeah. Nuts, 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 nuts. I, I, I am... I, I, what I felt during that interview was I started veering off into other conversations because I felt like he was the type of person we could just have those conversations with. You know, when you meet someone, it's like Jedi's, right? When you mm. you have the same power or similar powers, you just want to go. Yeah, so how do you do that? Yeah, so, so uh, that move you did there, you know what I mean? It's that wrestler. Like, you saying you're saying Franklin is a Sith Lord? Yeah, he, yeah, he's like he's like so, Jake's a Darth Vader thing. Yeah, no, 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 no. He's a Jedi. No, no dark side here. He's Jedi. No, well, you know, you know, Darth Vader was a Jedi, don't you? Of course, I know, but he went to okay. the dark side. But, you know, no, dark side. I want to be on. Like he's like he's like Jake. I want to be on. He's like Jake the Snake Roberts. Like I want it, I want him to show me how to do the DDT in the best way possible. Do you see what I'm saying? It's interesting you mentioned Jake the Snake because he had a... Nah, no, I'm not going to get into it. Jake well, the Snake. His life his life is crazy, but we're with Bruv. Professionally. Bruv. You, know, you, you know, see Jake the Snake as a talker was incredible. Do you know... Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what Frank Romano Just think about it now. He's like... He's like the quest love of trainers. I can, I can rock with that. You understand what I'm saying? Like they're of that. the culture, can operate in all these different rooms at different levels and go, yeah. I can be myself... I'm going to have my Afro pick in my hair while I have this corporate meeting, get the money and show you how Absolutely. to do this, son. That's and then go back, to the, go back to the block, eat a patty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. With Tariq and I, with Tariq and I, with Tariq and I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I, genuinely, I think 
like Hooli said to me, like, yeah, you're gonna have a good conversation. Yeah, I really um I really I really appreciate Franklin and shout out to man like Bernard and Champong. A champong, Bernard a champong, my my OG stalwart pillar. So you understand? Did you say life, bro? Did you say stalwart or stalwart? Both okay. means the same thing. Like sturdy gang, in it. Me and Bernard is sturdy gang, bro. Listen, I'm not gonna wait for him to put like, that. That man is, bruv, OG, absolutely, OG, absolutely. And another one who could probably be in including the Chris Love conversation too. Yeah. Oh, bruv, listen. When I went to his house, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm going to play some music while we work. Man pulled out Black Sheep Nonfiction. I said, all right. I said, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, but, take, you know, take time. Take I, think, time. I think all the guys that are unedited are, are music heads. For, yeah, yeah. You know. Bruv, if you hear some of our music conversations, we got some controversial. Oh, bro, Mary J. Blige can't sing. Okay, it's cool. Neither, got, can, Rih- another one. neither can Rihanna, but it doesn't matter. We've got another one called Bone Thuds and Harmony. Yeah. Didn't sing in harmony one time. Did it? Interesting. There's no harmonies, bro. It's all the same note. I'm gonna have. To... Yeah, maybe. Go back I... and listen. What do I know about singing? Bone Thugs in Unison? I can't. I can't sing, bro. Bone, Bone Thugs in Unison, bro. Yeah, but they were tough, though, bro. Yeah, they were tough. first of the month. Like I remember, I remember buying that too. Hey, yeah, they were, they were first of the month. Yeah, that's bro, first of the month. Why are you making a song about collecting benefits, bro? Hey, hip hop's different, you know. Hip hop is different. They made a song about collecting benefits on the first of the month. When the welfare check come, but amazing, it, it, it's because it represents a sector of group that were doing that. You know what I mean? They got to talk exactly. to, they got to speak to their life experience. Exactly. That's Shout out to the person who stole their street sign the day after they put it up. Yeah, absolutely, you have to. Oh, that crossroads. was a that was a move, yeah, yeah. huh? The crossroads, absolutely. The, the, this is why I was saying earlier at the start of the show that the way in which the British media or however that's been done here in the UK, Hip Hop Fifty was trash. Given, I, I get the I get the impression, bro. They it's that thing in life, isn't it? Don't half our stuff. If you're gonna do it, do it. But then, then but don't half us. All right, here's 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 the hot take. Even though I have no hot takes, right? So I also think that um, part of it is we also get left out of those conversations because of the fact that the culture started in Bronx, New York. Bro, we were ignored. We were ignored. It's the fact that we continue to be ignored, but they'll come here to get the money. Yeah, um, we're just a tour stop, bro. Exactly, and so sometimes that aggravates but then they also fail to forget there's a part we play with our acts with our studios with our our sense of fashion fashion everything bruv drill wouldn't be what it is now without the uk yes absolutely 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 so there's a lot of things to it so i i'm always at um I'm always at a crossroads, both Thugs and Harmony. There you go. Really cheesy. I'm leaving it, bro. Crossroads. I, but, I, I've, I've left, bro. I've jumped out of the car. Bro. Sorry, now. I'm sorry, now. But I'm, all, I'm, always, I'm always like in the middle of that. I just So what I decided to do was just get knee deep in football rather than just all the fifth, hip-hop 50 celebrating. Yeah, I, I totally ignored it, bro. It was trash. I ignored it. People were saying to me, what are you going to do to celebrate hip-hop 50? I'm like, do what I do every day and listen to it and stay out of the way. That's it. That's it. Stay out of the way, bro. That's it. So um, why ask, what, what are you doing to celebrate that? Bro, you didn't even wish me happy birthday. Why? Like, Anyway, sorry, Nat. Sorry, Nat. Sorry, Nat. Anyway, um, not to get onto a negative note, but I really enjoyed that. A thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed yes, sir. conversation. Thanks yes, sir. for setting that up, and thanks to Bernard too for for hooking us up. That was that was that was excellent. I've I've been longing for a conversation. Like I don't get to like I live here. My kid's my shadow. She's three years old. Right she's now, on it. She's she just repeats everything I say. Yeah, I got. I can't. I can't have a conversation about Machiavelli's Seven Day Theory. Or, yes, you can. Not with her. Like why not? Where's the bounce off in it? Like, if I want to talk to her about the album artwork, she'll just go artwork. 
Yeah. You're teaching her vocabulary. No, no, that's... Nah, bro, I'll teach her. You know what she can do right now? She can count to 10 in Hindi. That's what I'm teaching her right now. That, that's sick. She's bilingual, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, go, 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 go and pat yourself on the back for doing what you're supposed to do. Sorry, now, yeah, sorry, now. But, but, but what I'm saying is, I'm yearning for these kind of really good, hearty conversations. We'll have, have more. That. We'll have more. Anyway, right. As always, you can follow us at Break the Atoms Twitter and Instagram. Chris's handle is at I'm Kinetic. Mine's is at Hip Hop Chronicle. We'll be back very soon with another episode. But until then, peace and love. Peace. peace.